The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Stranger Things, the greatest show alive. All we can do is wait for season five. I thought in the meantime that it might be fun to read every comic and book. What I call the Stranger Danger Book Club ah, Stranger Danger Book Club ah, Book Club ah, Stranger Danger Book Club Welcome back to the Stranger Danger Podcast, where today the book club is back in session. It's summer, and what better way to beat the heat in the dog days of summer? I don't. I think we're in the dog days. I don't really know what that means, but it's been incredibly hot here up in Massachusetts uh, to the point where I'll walk my dog at like seven in the morning and then wait till eight o'clock at night. Tonight was the first night that it was, uh, it was cool. It was crisp. There was some wind. It felt like late August. When I was a kid, late August, I'd be at the beach for two weeks. Um, and you'd wear sweatshirts at night, but you still have shorts on in the sand. And, uh, I think I, I've often said, uh, I don't know if I've said it here, but I've said it to my wife. My favorite weather is hoodie and shorts, where it's warm enough to still wear shorts, but cool enough to put on a hoodie. And then you get those extra pockets, which are very important for dog walks because you got your phone, you got your keys, you got your wallet. You put them all in, in your pants and your shorts, and it's just, what the hell am I talking about? Oh, it's summer. Summer, summer. Anyway, uh, hoodie and shorts, it's, it's a wonderful pairing. Uh, but since it's summer, I thought it would be a great idea to read the Stranger Things summer special that, you know, I'm a Stranger Things podcast and you think I should know these things, but I only knew this existed maybe a week or two ago. 
I saw the tweet from Dark Horse Comics, and uh, apparently this came out in July. Um, it's a dollar ninety nine. It's a one shot comic. It's not a not a graphic novel. It's not a series. It's a one shot comic. Uh, and I'm going to put a link to it in the show notes. If you want to check it out, if you want to read it on the Kindle or Comixology, or I think you can just read it right on the website, buck uh, ninety nine. Uh, so if you're if you're not afraid of being spoiled, in because I'm going to go through this in some some good detail, um, then you know, or if you are afraid of being spoiled, go check it out. Go support uh, the writers, uh, written by Keith Champagne. I believe the art is by Caio uh, Philippe or Philippe. I'm really bad at pronouncing names. Colors by Dan Jackson. Letters by Nate Pecos of Blambot. Cover A by Diego Galindo. Cover B by Heather Vaughn. The cover I have is cover A, which kind of tells me everything I need to know about this comic. Uh, we see Doris Driscoll. We see people. Uh, we see Billy's car. We see the fun fair. We see uh, Sergey. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see oh, what else do we see? We see the mall. We see people uh, outside. There's a lot on this cover. We see people outside of um, you know uh, uh, picketing against the mayor, and the main stars of the cover are Officers Callahan and Officer Powell. And did I say in the distance is the Starcourt Mall? That tells me everything I need to know. This is taking place during. Stranger Things 3. The mall is still there. Doris Driscoll didn't turn into a pile of goo. Uh, the, we, I mean, everything we see is, is um, things that took place in Stranger Things 3. And, of course, it's still Officer Powell, not uh, Chief Powell. And if you remember, uh, they were barely in Season 3, right? Like, I don't even remember... Powell being in it at all, but it says he's in the Mallrats episode. Um, I remember Callahan being outside of uh, Doris Driscoll's house. Like, and, and, and I've watched these and watched these and watched these multiple times. Um, I don't remember him in the Mallrats episode. I'm sure he was there. Uh, but what we find out is what kind of they were doing. This is this kind of this comic basically shows what Powell and Callahan were up to while all the craziness of Stranger Things 3 was happening around them. Like, we can see it in the background. We know, you and I know, everything that's happening. And uh, it's an interesting way to show that they're there, they're dealing with things, but this is how they are seeing things and this is how uh, the world is happening around them, yet they still don't really know anything that's going on. But we'll get there. We'll get there. We're, we, I have a few things to, to kind of uh, talk about before we get into the comic. First of all, um, I need to watch some of these movies that we're seeing our friends get cast in. Like, uh, Gaten Matarazzo has a, a movie on Paramount Plus right now. I do have Paramount Plus. It's called Honor Society. I watched the trailer. Uh, it's, I believe... The character, the girl's name is Honor, and she wants to be the number one student and get this like perfect recommendation to Harvard or, or something like that. Uh, but there's one other kid that could possibly get such a recommendation, and it's this it is this boy played by Gaten, and she befriends him, but because she wants to keep an eye on him and bring him down a peg so that she makes sure she gets higher, uh, she gets the honor. And then I think um, maybe a relationship comes out of that and she realizes maybe she shouldn't have done that. I'm not sure. But it looked pretty interesting. And I thought, you know, that's something I might enjoy. The other movie that I, that I saw was coming out starring Maya Hawke. And it's also starring, uh, okay, I didn't know her name, Camilla Mendez. I just know her as uh, Veronica on Riverdale. My wife and I watched the first season of Riverdale. It's, it's like crazy, but we really enjoyed it. And we kind of fell off on the second season and we never went back. But I still want to someday. And it's a movie called Do Revenge. It's going to be on Netflix. Uh, and I just saw the, the uh, 
poster for it. And I thought that looks, that looks pretty interesting. It says promoted as a Hitchcockian uh, comedy. Do Revenge is loosely based on the concept from the 1950s thriller Strangers on a Train, where two principal characters use one another to kill someone. Well, that sounds like fun. Close to them. Um, it, it looks, I mean, look, you put my hawk in a movie uh, after, you know, really learning about her on Stranger Things. I'm interested. So I can't wait to, to check that one out. And I saw Joe Keery. It's going to be in the next season of Fargo. Fargo, there's a show, another show that I need to catch up on. I think I watched the first two seasons. Then there was the season with Obi-Wan Kenobi. Then the Chris Rock season. There were two Obi-Wan Kenobis, right? He was brothers. Then the Chris Rock season. Um, and now, and, and everything, I mean, it is high quality acting and storytelling. I loved what I watched so far. I need to go back. I think they're all on Hulu. And he's going to be in, is it season five of that? So, yeah, that's cool to see. Um, so it's, I hate to say it's nice to see our stranger friends um, doing uh, other things because, you know, the end of the road is near. But it is nice to see. And, you know, because we fell in love with these characters, because we fell in love with these actors, you, you feel like, the, the, uh, us as major fans are going to follow these 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 people into other things and watch like uh, Winona Ryder has this movie out that I really it looks like a horror movie I mean it looks really cool David Harbour uh, he I mean I watched Hellboy he was really good in it it wasn't as good as the the originals the um, the Del Toro ones but uh, I liked seeing him in it and um, so I just want to. I mean, okay, I watched um, that New Mutants. That was not good. But I watched it. I watched it. I did not like it. Um, but it's going to be fun to support our friends uh, over the years and see what they do. I mean, look at uh, Finn Wolfhard and, and those It movies. Oh, my God. So good. So good. Oh, also, did you see the th- like this leaked script? The, the claims of, of a leak script of Stranger Things 4 <clears throat> that had like show notes and alternate, you know, meanings uh, to different um, to different scenes. And they talked about different things that could have happened. Uh, it was all garbage, right? I mean, you, you, I saw the tweet from the Stranger writers that said, you know, any leaked season four scripts or script pages are fake. Do not pay anyone for scripts as this is a scam. So someone's writing, printing out scripts, writing show notes on them, scanning them, I'm guessing. I didn't even look. I didn't see any of these things. And posting them online saying, check these out. These are original uh, Stranger Stranger Things 4 scripts. And you can see the other meanings. First of all, things go through, right. Re, let's say they were real. Let's say they were real. Things go through rights and rewrites and rewrites. And guess what? If those are real, well, they didn't happen. You know, if you had a, a leak of a Stranger Things 5 script, first of all, I'd never want to read it or see it. But at least that's something where it's like, oh, this this is happening or it could be happening. Uh, these things didn't happen. Even if they were real, the only thing that matters is what makes it to the screen. Uh, but even without all that, these things were fake to begin with. And... Um, I don't even want to know who is selling them. I don't want to give anybody publicity or anything like that. I want to shun them. So let's all shun them together. Ignore them. All right, enough of that. Enough of that. Um, did you know, recently, I ran a Stranger Danger contest? It's true. It was very free. All you had to do was listen to an episode. In the episode, there was instructions, a link on how to... Uh, enter. All it was was you put your email in, you put your name in. Uh, and what I did was, well, maybe I'll explain it this way. Da-da. Stranger friends, you are the best. That's why I ran that fun contest. The 
the one I did on this podcast. You listened and you entered. Everybody's name went onto a wheel. And then I went and spun that wheel. And that's how three names were chosen to get some cool comics. Comics about Stranger Things. It was Amanda and K2, Jessica on first place. Comics all went their way. Cause they all won. All won. All won. They all won. All won. All won. They all won. All won. All won. All won. All won. Yes, congratulations to Jessica, Kay, and Amanda, the three winners of the Stranger Danger Contest. Uh, You could have won. Well, actually, you couldn't have won because they won. But the only way they won is because they entered. And the only way they entered is because they listened. So um, we'll do this again. We'll do this again someday. I think next time I'll do something digital so that uh, we can encompass the entire Earth and any nearby planets that have Internet. But again, thank you guys so much for entering and so much for listening. Uh, and it, just for every, just so everyone knows, everybody who, who entered, who sent their email and name, I erased everything, I deleted everything. Uh, the only thing I have are the emails for the, for the winners who I uh, you know, sent them information on their uh, on their. They're comics that I believe all arrived. Um, so I, I just appreciate it. And I'm just, I am always humbled and in awe that uh, people are, are not only finding the show, but uh, enjoying the show. And uh, just, just thank you, thank you, thank you. Now, how about some voicemail? Hey, I'm Kenley. I'm 10 years old now. I love your podcast. Please make more. I... It's even helped me win a Stranger Things trivia. I love listening to your podcast, so please make it more. I've listened to it for so long now that I've almost watched every episode except the book club. Please keep on making them. Bye. Wait, every episode except the book club? So are you hearing this right now? Did you hear your voicemail? I hope so. I hope so. Kenley, thank you so much for listening. I am... That's awesome that you were able to win a Stranger Things uh, contest. That's very cool. I wish, I wish I could enter a Stranger Things contest. There was actually a Stranger Things themed party last week at a trampoline park near where I live. Uh, now my wife and I don't have any kids, but I have a, a I have a twelve year old, almost twelve year old niece, and I have a ten year old nephew. They don't like Stranger Things. I'm thinking of shunning them. You're talking about shunning. I talked about that earlier. I'm thinking about having them, uh, you know, um, take, stripping them of their names. And I'm just going to call them, you know, they can just call me Mike. No more uncle. That's it. Because they don't like stranger things. Um, but I'm trying. I would love to get my 10-year-old nephew into stranger things. Um, I need to tell him that I know someone cool like Kenley who not only enjoys watching stranger things, enjoys this podcast, uh, but has also... Uh, one trivia because of this show awesome thank you so much for calling hello stranger danger friends and i am jacks again your fan of stranger things and pretty exciting i make i made a book called the hellfire club on my chromebook i made it like like think like Yes, I forget, but I made it, and on August 6th, tomorrow, I'm going to make a new book called The Four Epic Kids from Stranger Things. Isn't that exciting? And what's exciting, what else, on August 7th, it's my baby, it's my baby brother's B-Day. He's going to be, he's three right now, and on August 7th, he's going to turn four. So, so congratulations to him. So bye. And it's your boy, Jax. And I make music on Bandlab. I'll tell you 
Um, I forget, but I'll tell you soon. Um, next podcast episode. But you make sure to listen to me on on um Bell Lab. It's I make really cool music, and I totally make a podcast too. You inspired me, and I definitely love. I did not cut you off, Jax. That's where the uh, that's where the the recording ended. But it's great to hear my friend Jax again. I, I haven't heard him since um, since the rewatch. Right? He sent one after the rewatch that I played after the season. But um, happy birthday, Jax's brother, and uh, two books. I've been wanting to write a book my entire life. This guy's written two books in, in, in like a week on Stranger Things. Very cool, very awesome, uh, and and yeah, thanks again for calling. And I'm sorry, I got cut off. I guess there's a time limit to the uh, to the message, but I appreciate every time you call. Hey, Stranger Danger friends, I want to say to you that I'm sick. And I hope I feel better. Pray me for years and years that I might feel better. Stay stranger, my friends. And always listen to shitty things. Pray me. I love your podcast. And always stay stranger. Bye. Thank you so much. The email, uh, this came in through email uh, from uh, Jonathan. It said he didn't say it in the message, but uh, thank you, Jonathan, so much for listening. And, and I hope you're feeling better. Everybody, everybody listening right now, send good vibes Jonathan's way. Do it, do it. Just do everybody, right? Yeah. Okay. Did it work? I hope you're feeling better, Jonathan. Uh, Thank you for listening. And uh, yes, as always, stay stranger. Hey, Mike. Uh, It's Mike from about two hours ago. Just wanted to uh, send in a voicemail and see if you're doing the episode tonight. Uh, So let me know if you do. And and I uh, I hope they like it. Oh my God, it's me from the past checking in on me from the future. Wait, for that, for that guy who called in, I'm me from the future. But for me right now, that's me from the past. Whoa. Whoa. Anyway, to answer your question, Mike, yes, I am doing the, the episode, uh, but I have no idea if they're enjoying it. I hope they're enjoying it. Uh, this is a Stranger Danger book club, and we're over 20 minutes in, and we haven't even got to the book yet. But don't worry, my friends, we will get there soon. The last thing I want to do before we get to the book is read an iTunes review or Apple podcast review, whatever they're called nowadays, from someone named Tranger Shings. Five-star review from August 3rd. Oh, I like the title, The Best Podcast Ever. This is a beautiful podcast. I listen to this nonstop, and I love the themes from the more recent episodes. Awesome. Thank you. Also, I love all the Easter eggs that I would not get myself. Love this show. Thank you, Tranger Shings. I had to say it slow and read it because it doesn't it doesn't roll off the tongue. You, you want to say Stranger Things, but it's Tranger Shings. Uh, what did we do? We took the S. We, we took the S in, off of Stranger, but we left the T. We took the T off of Things and put the S there, Tranger, I don't know, you know, Tranger Shings, it's exactly how it sounds. Uh, okay, thank you so much for the for that uh, Apple Podcast review. If you, if you want to uh, have your review, or if you want to help out the podcast, that's a great way to do it, by going to, uh, on your Apple, uh, your Apple device, your, your phone, your iPod, do they still do iPods? I had an iPod Touch, I loved it. Uh, iPad, uh, maybe even through your, your, your computer, um, you can leave an, a, a podcast review, uh, and that would be very uh, um, appreciated by me. And if you're on Spotify, you can just give a little little tap and give some stars to me. I would uh, I would love it. Uh, but that's it. Thank you for the review. Thank you for uh, all the the voicemails. And um, why don't we get started? And why don't we jump in to uh, the Stranger Danger Book Club and Stranger Things? Summer Special! 
If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Stranger Things Summer Special, written by Keith Champagne. As I've said earlier in this episode, art by Caio Philippe or Chao Felipe, colors by Dan Jackson, letters by Net Picos or Pecos of Blambot. Uh, and this cover was drawn by Diego Galindo. There's a cover B that was uh, drawn by Heather Vaughn. Stranger Things, oh, and this is by uh, Dark Horse Comics. They do all the Stranger Things comics. Uh, and they liked one of my tweets. So we love Dark Horse Comics. Uh, as I said, this comic takes place really during the Stranger Things 3, season 3. And it it kind of happens on the periphery of the, the story we know. It's like things happening around it. But it touches right on the edges of uh, things that are happening. Um, and there's only one thing that happens towards the end where I'm like, well, how do you explain that? And we'll get there. We'll get there. Spoilers ahead. Um, I hope you you took the time. You went into the show notes, clicked on that link, and purchased this for only $1.99. Can't be beat. I mean, this comic is over 40 pages long. Um, for, for two bucks? How can you beat that? Uh, the first page is a big, beautiful, like, one splash drawn, um, a police car driving on a street, one giant image, says July 1st, 1985, Hawkins, Indiana. What's cool is, while the car's driving down the road, the sky is red and dark, and you see it's nighttime, but if you're for the untrained eye, you might just see clouds, but for us, we know better. You can see some of those clouds are kind of shaping the, uh, the form of the uh, Mind Flayer. And it's not that the Mind Flayer is right there about to attack them, but it's just a nice little touch, a little homage, kind of like, don't forget, this, uh, this dude is always around, and he is, uh, he's frightening, and he is the leader, right? Right? At this time, we thought he was. Uh, and we see, uh, as we see a police car driving down the road, now we don't see who's in it yet, but we can pretty much guess based on the cover that it's Callahan and Powell, and one voice says, you ask me, our beautiful town of Hawkins hasn't been getting a fair shake. And then we see inside the car and we see this is Callahan talking. And is he drinking? Is that alcohol or drinking on the job? He looks like he's holding a flask. He says the streets are safe with the two of us on the job. All the wild stories about things that go bump in the night. The strangest things I've seen around here is you dressed up as Roy Rogers for Thursday night line dancing. And uh, Powell says, if I want your opinion, I'll ask for it. So it seems like Callahan is trying to say, like, nothing crazy happens around here at Hawkins. You know, it's just every everyone thinks crazy things happen, but it I, I've never seen it. And then he says, someone sounds thirsty. He swiped this from Hopper's desk. You know, Hopper, he, he was drinking. You know, he liked to drink. Um, and I guess he, for some reason, it's okay to drink on the job as a Hawkins police officer. Uh, but Powell didn't want anything to do with it. He says, you're asking for all kinds of trouble with that. Keep Hopper's germs to yourself. Maybe he just doesn't want Hopper's germs on him. Um, but while they think they have kind of a quiet night, they notice up on the left that their night just got a little more noisy. And what do we see? We see Brimborn Steelworks, and outside we see Billy Hargrove's Trans Am with the smashed windshield. So we know exactly where they are in the story, and you think to yourself, wait, they found this? They didn't know anything about this. How do you explain this? Well, it's kind of a fun little thing. So I don't know if I'm going to read every bubble or just kind of give you, walk you through the story. They go in, and uh, 
they don't see any signs of life from the car. Um, they're like, maybe we should, you know, run the plates or something, figure out who this belongs to. But Powell's like, you don't have to run the plates. I recognize who this is. This is Billy Hargroves. He's the lifeguard down at the pool. And it's funny, um, Callahan says, oh, that Rob Lowe-looking punk? That kid tried to pick up my sister and my cousin at the same time. And I'm not sure they said no, but uh, he says, looks like someone egged his windshield because there's slime all over it. And we all know why there's, there's all kinds of goop and slime and craziness all over it. Uh, but they think maybe it's someone's husband who's trying to get revenge at Billy going after his wife. They're like, you think Hargrove went into the, uh, into the steelworks? Like, well, he had to go somewhere. And while they're going in, all these rats run by, they freak out. And then Powell says, should have brought some cheese because of the, the rats going by. But then he says, those weren't mice, dummy. Abandoning building like this is grand central for rats. And I, it almost made it seem like Callahan should have said, bring the cheese. And then Powell, I don't know if that's a mistake or if I'm just reading it wrong. But they're just kind of like freaked out by all the rats going by. But what we see also is while we see them through a window, we see Billy. He's inside the building. He's inside just kind of standing there. And um, Callahan's not into it. He's like, maybe we should call back up first just just saying and Powell's like there's nothing to be afraid of except maybe some dust and some droppings but we see in the background there's Billy leaving we just see his shadow with two like white dots for eyes it's, it's a silhouette but it's kind of scary he's going towards the car and they're like you know what the kid's probably miles away by now probably picked hitched a ride uh, or, or something he probably left but we see we actually see a close-up of Billy and he doesn't look he don't look too good. You know, he just kind of got um, flayed. Well, he wasn't fully flayed. He was, no, he was flayed. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, he, he, he didn't look so swell. Uh, but they go inside and they're like, geez, it's really, they think it's cold in there. They're like, you know, uh, should we get flashlights, head back to the car? And they're like, you smell something? It smells terrible. They said this whole place uh, smells like Hopper has been on a bender. They're like, let's go grab some flashlights from the car. I'm going to go scrape whatever this crap is off my shoe. Now, we know what it is. It's the goo from the monster. But um, we actually see them leaving. They're like, yeah, let's get out of here. You know, I, I don't want to be in here anymore. Um, while they're leaving, the flesh flayer, the monster, in in Lucas on the Line, they called it the, the, um, the spider monster, I believe they called it. Is that what they called it? I believe. Um we see that it actually coming towards them, but they have no idea. They're not paying attention. It's like this crazy world of Stranger Things is happening, and they have no idea that it's going on around them. So they head outside, and Powell's trying to scrape whatever goo he got on his uh, shoe, and Powell notices that, boom, they see Billy's Trans Am driving away. They're like, oh, I guess he, um, he didn't need a ride after all. They're like, well, that work's done here. You know, small town, we'll just catch up with that kid sooner or later. And they said, let's go get, let's go get waffles. Powell takes off his shoes and um, leaves them there because he can't get the goo off them for some reason. And they head off, but we actually see, um, we see the shoe and we see piece of the mind flare walking toward, either pulling away from it or towards it. I can't tell exactly, but there they are by the, the flesh flare, by Billy, uh, the flayed and Nothing. Absolutely nothing. They don't notice a thing. So that's one. That's step one of the things that they don't, they can't help out with. It's kind of, it doesn't really give them a good look because they're just kind of uh, around and don't really do any great policing. I don't think, I, I, if I remember correctly, I just read it, you know, like an hour ago. But uh, they, they end up going out for waffles and... They, they're like talking about Hawkins and they're trying to make sense of crazy things that are happening. Um, like Callahan's like, uh, remember last Halloween? How many calls did Florence get about a demon dog running around? It was probably just some, you know, uh, Halloween prank. A, a drunk guy slapped a costume on his dog and sent him loose. Uh, and he says, <laughs> then he brings up Mr. Clark. He's like, double or nothing uh, it's it's Clark from the middle school. There's something weird about that guy. There's nothing weird about Mr. Clark. How dare you say that? And then um, Paul's like, okay, what about the Holland girl? Huh? 
brings up Barb. That's just about the time all that weirdness started happening right after that other kid disappeared, bringing up Will. Callahan's like, yeah, the poor that poor girl deserved better for sure, but uh, the lab took responsibility for her death. Same for the sh- same for the shit with the buyer's kid. Mystery solved. So Callahan is like, everything's got an explanation. There's nothing crazy going on around here. But Powell, he, you can see he doesn't quite buy it. He thinks, um, he, he thinks there's something more happening. He says sometimes one in, in one don't equal two. I've seen shit. That's all I'm saying. So they head outside the diner. And uh, he's like, Callan says, you know, weird things happen in every town. Pets go missing. People see lights in the sky. Someone will, you know, uh, mow a crop circle in a football field. Hawkins is no different. Everything gets explained eventually. Ha, ha, ha. Sure. And uh, Powell says, for someone who thinks everything's fine, you sure were a little antsy down there by the old steel factory. And as they're saying this, these headlights show up. Uh, He's like, yeah, uh, Callahan's like, yeah, I had low blood sugar. It was a long day. Sure, 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 Apollo said. Now, uh, we should roll because it's a big day tomorrow. Hopper's got us covering the small business demonstration outside Town Hall. Remember, the people picketing outside Town Hall because of Mayor Klein. But we still see this car pulling up, and we see people getting out of it. Three men off in the distance. We don't quite see their faces, but we see them. And Callan's like, the Star Court? Those protests are a bunch of baby. I mean, sure, the mall sucks for Main Street, but that's capitalism for you. And uh, as they get out of, as they're getting in their car, we see the three men getting out of the car. And Callahan just throws away a line, says, "People don't like it. They can always move to Russia." And who do we see? We see our friend Alexei, who who apparently I called Sergey uh, at the beginning of this when I was talking about who's on the cover. Sergey, it's Alexei. Uh, but we also see scary Russian man. And you know where they're from, right? I haven't had a chance to say that this in a while. They're from Soviet Russia. Uh, we see them heading into the diner. Then we cut over to the next day. And this is now, okay, I now remember this is the episode. This is the scene that Paul was in. He's down with all the protesters. He says, I'm busier here. You, he's yelling to Hopper, you want to keep your job tomorrow? I think you need to get your ass to town hall now. We see all these people um, protesting. Powell's there alone. What we I don't think we see we I don't think we see Callahan here, uh, but what we do see is Callahan show up, and he is in. He's had something killing him with his stomach, and Powell's like, "Yeah, uh, you, you, you're a dummy. You got clam fritters at a Waffle House." And he is like, oh, oh. But then he notices out of the back corner of his eye, he sees a guy with a with a um, motorcycle helmet going into town hall. Now, you and I know it's scary Russian man going in to see the mayor. So uh, Callahan's like, uh, wait, sir, uh, hang hang tight. I'd like to talk to you, sir. Uh, I'd like a, I have a few questions for you. And his question is, I saw you leaving the Wobble House last night. Is that correct? Did you get any clam fritters? Because I've been on the throne all morning and I think the fried clams did it for me. So here's this guy and it looks like, oh my gosh, I didn't even realize this the first time. He is reaching for his gun when uh, Callahan, in front of all these people, uh, uh, Callahan's talking to him. He's reaching in his jacket for his gun and he keeps his hand in his jacket and then he realizes this this guy has is not onto me at all. He's asking if he got uh, food poisoning. That's all he's asking. And uh, Callahan's like, Apollo comes up and he's like, what are you doing? Chief's on his way and we need to keep the crowd control. Uh, but he's like, wait, hold on. When he turns, the Russian's already gone, already inside to see Klein. So they just focus on the crowd, tell people to stay back, stay under control, uh, stay back six feet from the entrance. And then we see them after the fact, an hour later, they talk about, oh, good thing Jim got here. They haven't seen people this riled up in a while. Powell says, you live here, you either get mildly annoyed or you're completely ready to kill someone. There's no halfway in Hawkins. It's like, maybe there's something in the water here. It goes nice with the rest of your conspiracy theories. 
you know, Callahan's all quick to to um, to kind of dismiss any thought of like weird things happening, but Powell's seeing things. I mean, didn't all those pumpkin patches like put up a red flag before? So while they're sitting around, they get a call from Flo that there's a disper- disturbing noises over at 4819 Cornwallis Drive. And they send them both over there to uh, check things out. Now, they have two cars. They took two cars because Callahan's like, well, yeah, I have, I have a dentist appointment later. So if it goes long, you need to stay solo. But where are they going? They're going to Mrs. Driscoll's. They're like, maybe she lost her hearing aid. They're banging on the door. They don't hear anything. No answer. So they go right in. And Callahan's like, well, you know, maybe she died of a heart attack. I'd rather find her now than when her body gets too ripe. It's like, Jesus, dude. I mean, have a little um, have a little uh, uh, respect here. Even, even Paul's like, there's something wrong with you, man. Something wrong with you, Callahan. He says, don't judge me for what you were thinking outside, out, out loud. Oh, don't judge me for saying out loud what you were thinking. They head inside. He starts calling for Mrs. Driscoll. We're here for a welfare check. They don't find anything, but they're like, do you hear something in the basement? They head down. The basement door is open. They head down there. Mrs. Driscoll, they smell something weird. And as they head down, we see a shadow. We see a shadow in the, in the room, and we know it's Mrs. Driscoll. But what they find is all that fertilizer, and that's why it literally smells like shit down here, they say. And that noise you heard? Maybe it was an animal being killed because they found a cage covered in blood all over the place. And then the blood trails on the floor. It looks like it goes up the stairs. So maybe someone dragged it down here. But we know it was part of the monster going up and getting out. And when they look up the stairs, they see the shadowy silhouette of Mrs. Driscoll. Would you guys, would you boys care for some lemonade? It's freshly squeezed. And the next shot, we see her talking about uh, conspiracies, talking about uh, uh, the, the Kennedy assassination. And Callahan's like, okay, great. Uh, that's great. Um, listen, we need to go. He goes to leave. Um, and he's like, I have a um, dentist off, dentist appointment. Powell's like, do you really have something like that? He's like, well, I'm never going to tell you, but um, stay back and have a little more lemonade with her. They make her seem really... Creepy, and guess why she's really creepy? Because she actually says to Powell, oh, "You know, have a little more lemonade. Uh, I I added some extra love to it." And next thing you know, he's passed out, and we see her literally carrying him over his shoulder out into the into his cop car. So she must have superhuman strength now that she's been flayed because she's already been flayed right or gosh i don't remember um because you remember callahan's there with her later uh when they send her to the hospital but i don't think she's fully flayed but she's definitely um she's definitely turning she's definitely out there because she carries him throws him in the back of the car and says um you know, she says, my husband, Jack, rest his soul, always hated when I would try and play matchmaker. Doris, leave well enough alone, he would say. Ask me, every sock has a match. That's what I've always believed. It's a shame your partner left, but you're going to fit right in with the rest of us. I promise. And then she sings, matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match. I have no idea what that song is. I just made up the, the words. But she drives him off and he wakes up outside the steelworks again. And this is where I'm thinking, wait, how could this have happened to him? And we don't know this. And this isn't, this isn't part of the, um, you know, like now he knows there's something going on and he investigates it more. You know why? Because, uh, he wakes up and he's like, where, where am I? Where, where's Callahan? Oh wait, Callahan went to the dentist. Where, where am I? Why is it so dark out? What time is it? And then we see officer Powell, Glad you could join us. And it's the dudes from the newspaper. He's like, Tom Holloway? Powell's looking out there. What's going on? What are you doing out there with Bruce? And we see them behind their backs. They're holding these giant pipes. They're going to either beat him or kill him. They're like, hop out of the car, Powell. 
There's something you need to see inside. And Gary Busey's son's like, open the door, man. Come join the party. You look like you've had a long day. Come blow off some steam with us. Get out of the Powell car. Get out of the car, Powell, now. Now they're like demanding him. And he starts seeing all these other people in the background. He's like, yeah, I'm not feeling great, guys. I'm going to take off. Listen, Hopper, does, and then this is what happens. He drives off and he says, Hopper doesn't need to know about any of this. I wouldn't know how to explain it. My blackout, if I tried, let's keep this between us. Uh, but this is private property. You guys need to clear out. He's like, what are you doing? Come on inside for a few minutes. He, he drives off and he says, join you guys with your, your freaky deaky party is this. He, he thinks, he thinks this is, um, they're swingers. He drives off and um, he says, I can't believe a family man, Tom Holloway, is secretly a, sing- a swinger. Just when you think you've seen everything in this town. So how does he explain all these people, these zombies, these flayed? He just thinks they're part of a, a, a swingers. Like, you know, uh, married couples who like to get together with other married couples and, um, you know, hang out. I don't know. I'm trying to be PG, but you know, just, you know, they like to kiss and hug. I don't know what the hell to say. But there we are seeing um, Powell and Callahan again around Mrs. Driscoll and then Powell around the flayed. So we're seeing things of our stranger friends, but they're still not really involved. The next thing we see is they head over to the pool and they find the big giant hole, the brick, the hole in the wall, in the brick wall. That's when Eleven flung Billy through the wall. And they're like, what the hell could have done this? Vandals? Uh, and he's like, man, and Paul's like, I don't even know. I can't even figure out what I did for half my day yesterday. They, um, they, they go inside to check a little more. They, they make some jokes because apparently Powell doesn't like police Academy two, which is police Academy two colon their first assignment. Uh, and Callian seems to like it. They have a little argument about it. It's kind of funny, but they go inside the pool area to look around they're like, maybe there was a party here. Yeah, that, I guess that makes sense. Um, but then while they're looking, uh, Callahan's like, wait, there's something back here. And you see these legs lying on the ground. He says, uh, he says, there's someone back here. And Paul's like, you got something? He runs to the other room and boom, Callahan throws the, the CPR dummy at him. Look alive. He just, the whole thing became a prank because they don't find anything. He's like, what the hell is wrong with you? He's like, ah, He's like, you want to talk crap about Steve Gutenberg? <laughs> and he, oh, he says, don't talk crap about crap about Steve Gutenberg, and nobody gets hurt. So Steve Gutenberg, star of the Police Academy, the first four Police Academy movies. Um, but he says, wait, take a look over here. And before they leave, they they go back to the brick wall and they see a hair. They're like, look at this long brown hair. Who do you know that has long brown hair and works at a pool? Paul's like, yeah, half the girls who are lifeguards here. He says, and Billy Hargrove. He's like, what's your point? Well, that kid's a meathead. He lives lots. He lifts lots of weights. I wouldn't put it past him. He's like, come on. He'd have to be on more juice than than, than Schwarzenegger to do that. And even with a hole that big, he'd end up in the hospital right now, uh, which he's not. But you know who is in the hospital? Doris Driscoll. And Callan says, yeah, yeah, I was there when she got carted off. Um, see, that's how they kind of show the 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 show the crossover that they explain uh we know that billy actually did go through the wall and they were there to look at it and we know why doris driscoll was taken to the hospital and callahan was there so i like this kind of way of us looking at the story not even really at the story but from a real distant different angle seeing other characters living in Hawkins while this is going on. Again, being on the edges of these stories, but not quite in them. But one thing they, are, they, are, they do agree on, they feel like something is going on and they need to go talk to Hopper. So they go back to the station. Hopper's not there. It's like, what do you mean Hopper's not there? What, what are you talking about? It's like, I don't know what you want from me. He's not answering his radio. Uh, no one's seen him since the rally yesterday. Uh, but that's the last time we saw him. Remember, he put on his uh, Hawaiian shirt, and I think he wore that for the until he was dressed as a Russian. He had that on for quite some time. Um, but Flo's like, "Yeah, listen, 
Hopper will show up sooner or later. In the meantime, you two are covering Mayor Klein's fun fair tonight. So then we head over to the fun fair. And this is where we see some fun overlapping. We see uh, Klein, you know, greeting the marching band, hoping everyone's having a good time. We see Callahan and Powell kind of standing there, um, you know, just taking a look, watching everything. Powell says, I swear the trees were moving over there. We know it's because the monster was over there. Uh, and Callahan's like, yeah, it's called wind. While we see that, right behind them is the Russian dude, the scary Russian dude with a gun. Then we see them like, keep your eyes peeled for anything because, you know, a lot can happen at a county fair. Uh, and, and actually Callahan says, knowing is half the battle, like my pal Joe says, which is a G.I. Joe reference. We see Alexi and Murray. Very quickly, we see Murray just walking by, and Murray says, it doesn't get more American than this, my friend. Fatty foods, ugly decadence. And then Callan says, wait a second. Who, wait, was that? And we think he's going to look at, at um, the Russian guy, but instead he looks at a corn dog vendor and gets a corn dog. And Callahan's, uh, Powell's like, you've got to be kidding me eating that garbage. Um, but... They do bump into one of the the uh, police, the Russians, who goes by, says, excuse, walks by. Callahan drops his, his corn dog, which is really upsetting. Uh, that's actually the thing that's been bothering him. That seems to actually be bothering the most of everything is that he dropped a corn dog. Uh, and he's like, you know what? Let's just get out of here. We've been working nonstop for a few, for so many days. It's a town fair. For the small town, what's the worst going to happen? You know what? Godzilla's going to attack. Maybe the commies are going to uh, going to um, red dawn Mayor Klein's funfair. Not too far off. You know, Godzilla's out in the woods. Not quite Godzilla. And the commies did kind of uh, um, mess up the old funfair there. And I don't think we see Hopper anywhere in the background. But while the two of them are talking, it's actually kind of sad. You see a silhouette of Alexi lying in between the two trailers. In the background, he's already dead. Then we see a close-up shot of him. Um, And then a little girl shows up and she says, have you seen my aunt? And that gets their attention. She's like, wait, there's a man sleeping on the ground over there. Now she's pointing to Alexi and his, you know, dead body. And they're like, oh, yeah, sometimes, uh, you know, uh, adults have adult beverages and they have a little too much. "Eh, He's fine. He's fine. Don't worry about it. Then they, they go start looking for this girl's aunt. Uh, they finally find her. There's some f- a funny thing where she says he's she's made up like a clown. Like, don't make fun of your aunt's uh, makeup. That's not very nice. But you see her face is made up like a clown. They reunite aunt with niece. And they're like, oh, look at that. We actually did some cool work. Now let's get out of here. So there's a murder at the uh, fun fair. There's uh, Hopper shows up. There's all kinds of shootings. And why doesn't anyone else notice with the other cops? Because they left. And where did they go? They drove over to the Star Court Mall. The place is like a ghost town. And Mar- uh, Paul was like, maybe we go check out that new Michael J. Fox movie, which is, of course is Back to the Future. We know that. We see one car on the side with two people necking. At first, I thought this was the car, uh, the, the Wheeler Mobile, but it's not. It's just a random car that happens to be there. Um, and while they're looking at that car, like maybe we should scare them, they noticed in the background. They notice Billy Hargrove's Trans Am. They're like, oh, Christmas came early. They flash their lights. They go over to see him. They're like, all right, Billy, uh, pull over. Now, we see Bill- Billy is completely flayed. He's completely lost now. He's completely got the the uh, the mind of, well, we think the mind flare, but really we know it's Vecna. Um, he go, you know, uh, Paul goes over and says, I hope you have your license and registration. Looks like you got a busted windshield, so you're going to have to step out of the car Billy opens the car, slams his foot out, and and Powell flies back. He then gets out of the car. Uh, Callahan reaches for his revolver. Billy grabs him, chokes him, lifts him up, throws him down, gets back in the car, and speeds off. Now, how did that happen? And these guys never once explain it. That's the one thing where I say, huh? And then we see the, the, the flesh flare on the top of the, the mall. We see that moment. The uh, they see it. They're like, "Wait, oh, actually, Callahan kind of sees it." 
He's like, what, what, Powell, did you hear that? It sounded like an animal. What, what, what was, what was that? They, they race over to the, um, to their car. Wait, they're like, we got to get out of here. We got to get out of here. And Callahan gets back to the car. He says, Flo, send everything. Police, fire, army, navy, air force, marines, post office, whatever. Get them to star court now. Then they hear a scream and they run over to the car that had the, uh, the, boy and girl in it look like they were getting a little frisky the girl swears she saw something and um the boy's like you saw nothing out there now shut up will you you're gonna get us that's the way i said it like he's from the 1920s uh then the cops show up they're like um hey kids we thought we heard a scream everyone okay and callahan is now you know powell has no idea that there's a monster didn't hear didn't see anything callahan is seeing this thing He's like, we got to get out of here. Um, we, we, you know, we're not thinking straight. Oh, he, he says, Paul, you're not thinking straight. Um, you probably have a concussion. He's like, this isn't crop circles or lights in the sky, but I swear I saw something and it was really, and when he starts saying that, the kids in their car speed off. And they're like, we need to go after him, Paul says. Callahan's like, you know what? You're right. Whatever gets us away from here. He wants to get away from them all. So they chase them down, gets them to almost pull over, and then boom, in the background, you hear the mall explodes. They're like, what the hell was that? We need to hunker down. The roads may not be safe. And before you know it, I don't know what's going on there. Before you ask, I don't know what's going on there either. And the girl's like, I told you something was going on. So the explosion happens. I guess this is what they consider the fire in the mall because the next shot we see is the last page of the story. They said, uh, so you're not going to give me a speeding ticket yet? No, no, we got bigger problems right now, kid, because they see all these military trucks and vans and helicopters all coming in. And Paul says, Callahan, your backup, your call worked. He's like, yeah, I don't think this was me. Um, everyone off the road. Soon as we can move, I want you, I want you kids home. And I'm taking you to the, the hospital, Paul. I'm pretty sure you got a concussion. And something tells me uh, we should get there early because there's going to be quite a wait because I think the hospital is going to be busy tonight. He said, um, Callahan says, I take back what I said the other night. Hawkins, you know, about Hawkins being normal. And his last shot, he looks up in the sky and says, I've officially seen some shit. Yeah. So it was a fun read. Because, um, you know, a lot of the stuff happened around them. But at the same time, it's like, well, if they've seen all this, then, well, I guess they, no, I guess, do they know about the Russians? I don't think they know about the Russians. I don't think that gets found out, right? I don't think. They, they think it was a mall fire. That's all we think. Um but they know, I mean, I wonder if Powell and, and Callahan from this point on start questioning things more. It seems like they're still pretty even keel um, in Stranger Things 4 because this is taking place basically months before the beginning of Stranger Things 4, months before Powell takes over as chief uh, and Callahan is just, they bring in the other officer and Callahan is still the police officer. Um but nothing here happens so much that it's like, well, wait, I can't explain this. Everything's explainable enough. They think Billy, maybe they'll say Billy was on drugs and he attacked us. Well, they, you know, there's no one to tell that to. They, the, Billy died. Uh, Hopper died. Um, who, who do they need to make a complaint to? They can just leave it to themselves. So that is explainable. The monster, you know, they could say maybe they, they were just seeing things. Maybe there was a gas leak, an explosion. So there's always that. I mean, if they put two and two together, they heard something, they saw something. Paul thought he saw something in the woods. Um, the cra- all the craziness going on at the steelworks. Uh, they never go back to the steelworks. You'd think they'd go back and investigate, especially with that, what Powell thinks is a group of swingers there. Um, but all in all, an enjoyable read. Everything's Look, even the ones that aren't like mind-blowing, like the Dungeons & Dragons one, I remember tearing up. This one, I'm not tearing up or anything. I'm smiling. I'm enjoying it. Um, and I'm chuckling. And I, I enjoy seeing uh, 
you know, some of my friends. Now, this didn't have... The only guy we really got to see was Alexi and Murray. The only voice we heard was from Murray. We didn't see Hopper at all. We didn't see Joyce. We didn't see any of the kids. Um, we... Oh, no. Well, we saw Billy. Uh, and this was after already... Billy was pretty much already dead at this point. Um, but other than that, just kind of... I liked it. I liked it. Um, but when whenever you do do things like this, it makes me like overanalyze and be like, well, wait, if this happened, how did how did that happen? So um, that's my fault. That's my fault. I don't. I'm not. I don't want to take anything away from this because this is just a fun summer read. Um, that literally, it's 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 the the summer special. It's just a fun um, fill in. Uh, kind of letting these writers play in the Stranger Things world. And for that, I enjoy it, and I appreciate um, that we get to have this. We get to get the the uh, S-T-E-U, Stranger Things Expanded Universe, S-T-E-U, the stew, the stew. Um, yeah, I think that's it. I think I'm done. I think I nailed it. I hope, hope, hope that you purchased this at your local comic book dealer or you clicked on the link in the show notes and went and purchased this on Amazon for two bucks. You can't beat it. Uh, So, yeah, that's it, my friends. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for subscribing. Uh, I want to thank everyone for their voicemails. I want to thank everyone who entered the contest. Congratulations again to the winners. I want to thank my Apple podcast review. And I want to thank all of you, every single one of you who has been listening and staying with this show. I appreciate it so much. So until next time, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Stranger at Geek Mentality. You can find me on TikTok at Stranger Danger Pod. Every show note, if you want to support the show, there's a way you can buy merch. You can buy shirts. There's a link on there called Buy Me a Coffee. I'm, it's a brand new thing. I don't know what it is. It's like you can leave tips. This, this show's never going to cost anything. It's always going to be free. I'm never going to have a paywall. I'm never going to have a Patreon where you get special episodes like that. Everything's going to be here. But there is there are things like the, the, sh- the, uh, the show and the coffee thing. There'll be links there, you know. That's it. I'm never going to beg for that. I'm never going to tweet out links to it. I'll mention in the show this time, uh, you know, at the end of each episode as just kind of a, uh, a, a, to let you know that it is available. Um, but the most important thing you can do is continue listening to the show. And if you do have iTunes, leaving reviews, that helps so, so much. Um, and as I said, fa- uh, Facebook, fans, not experts. And the website, StrangerDangerPodcast.com. Don't forget the .com. It's very important to end Stranger Danger Podcast with the .com. It's very late. It is almost midnight on Wednesday, and I should have been in bed maybe an hour ago. That that would have been good. Uh, But I'm not. I'm here talking to you uh, for my podcast, which can be found at StrangerDangerPodcast.com. Dot com. And this is the point where you realize, oh man, he's getting tired and he's repeating himself and he's getting a little loopy. And that's all true. Uh, but I'm doing it for the love of Stranger Things and I'm doing it for you. So until next time, my friends, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for subscribing. Stay stranger. And remember, reading is fundamental and you can't spell fun without F. You and butterfly in the sky. I can go twice as high. Take a look, it's in a book, a reading rainbow. Fans not experts.
At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.